Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good morning to you. It's a Saturday morning in the beautiful city of Seattle, and it's Environ's 4th of July weekend. It is exactly the 4th of July, the day uh, that we acknowledge America being born just after 8 o'clock in the morning, and it is Drive Time Radio. I am New York Vinny. In case we haven't met before, how you doing? I do this little Drive Time Radio show every Saturday morning from 8 to 9, Right here on 1150 KKNW, we get a chance to uh, talk about cars, talk about life, talk about um, many different things that come across the table. Uh, But we are definitely automotive-oriented, as we uh, are lucky enough to talk to interesting people involved in the automotive world, review cars. We even play a song for you, because what is life without music, right? I mean... Seriously, if you don't have music in your life, I mean, you know, it gets a little dull and dry and boring. So we even throw a cartoon of the week in there for you. We'll have another giveaway this morning, too, of a JBL speaker, Bluetooth speaker, uh, that are uh, those those Bluetooth speakers are excellent. They're wonderful. Uh, They give you a sound that's unbelievable, and we'll give one away later in the show. We have the cartoon of the week coming up for you. As I said, the Beach Boys will join us. America is on the road with things going the way they are with uh, the COVID-19 situation. More and more people, and let's face it, we can't get out of the country right now. I mean, you think about it, the Mexican border is blocked off. The Canadian border is blocked off. Uh, They don't want us in Europe because of the coronavirus. And I'm sure that um, if we start going the other way to China, I don't think a lot of people are thinking about going there for summer vacation either. So we're basically stuck with America. But I, my friends, say that that is a good thing because I, my friends, say that this is a beautiful country, that this is a country where there are so many things to discover, so many trips that you can take from a month-long sojourn around uh, the entire United States from short little day trips. I've been doing it for years. I've been going around uh, usually almost every summer. uh, I get on the road and go somewhere, whether it's um, a, a long weekend or two or a long uh, drive around the country. I have gone down the East Coast, across the southern part of the United States, all the way up from San Diego to Seattle and back again. I've gone back and forth a million different ways. And every time I've gone, I've learned something. I've seen something that I never saw before. And I met people that um, impressed me so. And if, if you want to learn about this country, if you want to, good or bad, get out there and, and learn about life and learn what it takes to put this country together, get in your car, uh, get in an RV, and go out and see America. Don't just go and fly and take a bus and go to a hotel and stay there and go on the guided tour. Get off the interstate. Get on the Lincoln Highway and take it all the way across America back to Philadelphia, U.S. Route 30. Get on these roads. Get off the main highway. And stop, not in uh, McDonald's, but a cafe in a town. People will talk to you. When they see you're not from there, they'll talk to you. They'll hang with you. They'll tell you about themselves. That's the beauty of going on the road. You can do it several different ways. I've done it in a a, a Datsun 510. And I've done it in, um, in a big RV. 
and just about everything in between, in trucks, in station wagons. I've slept in in motels. I've slept in the car. Just coming out here in December, I drove out. Remember? We did the show on the way in a bunch of places. And even in December, in the dead of winter, there was still incredibly beautiful things to see. There were, um, uh, you know, driving along and you're out on the, on the farmland in North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, and you're looking at Wyoming, and there's a farmhouse. It's the only thing for miles, and it's all lit up for Christmas. This morning, I'm in Grants Pass, Oregon. Beautiful, sitting by the side of the Rogue River doing a show. And it's gorgeous. I got up this morning, I looked outside, and there was a fish flying out of the river. There's little geese and ducks out there. So maybe if something good comes out of this uh, coronavirus situation that we find ourselves in right now, it is that you will get out, and many people are doing it, get out. And see America, see our country, see Washington State. Get in the car and drive across Route 90. Go down to San Francisco and drive across Route 80. And and get out and talk to people. And learn what this country is about. Not just from a flyover, but a drive-through. And you'll find... I believe, many incredible people. And you'll find, I believe, I mean, you'll find a couple of dumb ones too, I'm sure, but you'll find that this country is a great place to see. That Black Hills of South Dakota where uh, um, Mount Rushmore is, and I know it's a controversial place right now, but it's still an incredible thing of beauty to see. I know that uh, you go to places like Deadwood and you get that flavor of the Old West, all those movies that you've seen about the, uh, the Old West. You go to the, uh, to the Mississippi River, you go to the Field of Dreams in Iowa. And you just start to, you get a feel for this country. You go down to New Mexico. And you go to places like Taos, and you go to White Sands, and you see where the, where the nuclear program was born. Or if you want to go to where the UFOs are at Roswell, that's a little interesting, too. Uh, just there's no guarantees that you, you know aliens aren't going to come down and suck you up and take you to another planet. Although I understand that they've closed their borders, too. I mean, why would anybody from out of space come here right now? Right? I mean, you know, the planet's on fire at the moment. But the, the point of all of this is, is that it's, it's a great time to get out either in your car or in a tent or, in a, you know, rent a station wagon, a van, whatever. This week we are, I am, driving an incredible vehicle. I'll tell you what, if you want to have a blast, get a couple of people together and drive this Mercedes-Benz Sprinter 2500 that I'm driving this week. This thing is a blast. Drove down here last night, um, seven hours on the road, and it didn't even feel like it. You know, you sit up like where the tractor-trailer drivers sit, and you're high up on the road, and this thing is huge. I mean, you can stand up in it. It's awesome. It's um, and, and it rides nice. Uh, the only thing is, you know, you have to watch the clearance because it's, you know, it's probably about 12 feet tall, all told. It has an air conditioning unit on the top, but comfortable. I mean, you can lay down in this thing while somebody else is driving. This is like the ultimate cross-country vehicle. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can get one and drive across country to some. I'm going to see if they'll give me one for a few weeks and take a ride across country. Because while I'm telling you this, 
I'm itching to get back out on the road, too. There's things in America I haven't seen yet and things that have been rebuilt. One of them is the RV Hall of Fame in Elkhart, Indiana. Yes, there is an RV Hall of Fame in Elkhart, Indiana. And coming up, we will speak to uh, the president of that uh, RV Hall of Fame, talk to him a little bit about RVing and why it has turned into such a popular thing this summer. I think we know the biggest reason why. But whether you go for a week, a weekend, or a month, right now, America feels like this is the way to travel. And I agree with America, because I'm a patriotic guy. I agree with America that the gas prices are low, lowest that they've been probably in five years, six years. So if you get that RV and it sucks down a little gas, doesn't bother you, because it's out there. And these are newer RVs. They're so gas-efficient that it's really incredible the mileage that they get. You know, they're all made of now fiberglass and carbon fiber and all these different materials that lighten it up. It's not like that old uh, Dodge Winnebago, uh, that that first uh, Winnie's that you used to see out on the road that was, you know, in the right lane and is sputtering up a hill at 30 miles an hour while everybody's passing them at 70. Now, it's a little different now. And uh, you, you can go from a tent trailer that hooks up to the back of your car and you tow it along, weighs a couple hundred pounds, and you open it up and you sleep inside of it at a campground. Or you can go for um, the big, uh, you know, $200,000, $300,000 marathon motorhome from the uh, marathon plant that we saw on the way down here off of I-5, if you've ever driven down through Central Oregon, you've seen it. You've seen those. They look like rock star tour buses on the side. Well, those are, you know, incredible motorhomes. So we'll take a break here. We'll come back, and we will be joined by our friend who is the president of the RV Hall of Fame in Elkhart, Indiana. We'll talk to Daryl about all of the things that are going on in the world of RVs right now and why you should think about uh, taking a vacation in one. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. We are hanging out with you live and living color on a side in a van down by the river. <laughs> Look at that. I've turned into Matt Foley. Anyway, it's uh, Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seatbelt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you Saturday morning, 4th of July. And a happy and safe and healthy 4th of July to you and your family and your friends. And please, um, uh, you know, wear the mask, socially distance, do the right thing so that we can whip this uh, coronavirus thing and get on with our lives okay we get a chance now to spend a couple of minutes with a gentleman i am looking forward to talking to he is the president of the rv and motorhome hall of fame which is located in elkhart indiana if you're ever driving down uh i believe it's route 80 if i'm not mistaken it's right there on the side of the road you can't miss it you can go see notre dame and uh the uh touchdown jesus and all of that stuff right there in indiana 
and you can stop by the RV Hall of Fame, RV Motorhome Hall of Fame. Daryl Searer is the president, and he joins us this morning. Daryl, good morning. How are you? Hey, Vinny. Uh, I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good, sir. You know, it's uh, I'm healthy and um, and happy and staying safe. Well, that's two of us, Dan, and and uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful day back here in uh, in Elkhart, Indiana. Sun shining, and it's going to be about 91 or two degrees, which is a little bit hot, but. Uh, Anyway, the uh, the Hall of Fame is uh, is back open as of May first, and uh, it's getting pretty close to normal as far as attendance showing up. We normally have about twenty two thousand a year. Uh, as you know, you you've been there. It's uh, it's one of a kind anywhere in the world, and it's located in the uh, you know the uh, Elkhart is the uh, center for the. Uh, all of the RVs. In fact, today, over 82% of all RVs are made within 100 miles of the Hall of Fame. It's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. That it, And the birth of the industry, the whole thing has really happened right in that area from back when they, uh, you know, when when they started making them in a, and I believe it was like a foundry or something like that, they started putting the bodies together back in, I think it was the, the, the 40, late 40s or 50s, wasn't it? Actually, uh, Schultz was one of the first in 1935 to start building uh, uh, travel trailers, and, and then they actually called them a mobile home, and they went into the mobile home and manufactured housing business. But that was kind of where it, it started. But uh, we have units in the museum, many that go back to uh, 1913. Wow. Wow. So people, I mean, this bug... To travel and take your your bed, your home, your uh, your conveniences with you. This isn't a new thing. I mean, this is almost as old as as four wheels and a motor itself. You know that that is true. And uh, the, the unit that we have uh, was actually made in California. It's a 1913 Earl trailer being pulled by a 1913 uh, Model T convertible. So. That'll show you how far back the lifestyle has been, uh, I would say, popular. You know, it's, it's a home away from home for whatever your passion might be. It's used for uh, fishing camps. It's used for tailgating, uh, you know, visiting the, the parks, whether it be state or federal, you know, national parks. And uh, people just use it as a means to an end, and, and it's their home away from home. And in these days, with uh, with the coronavirus uh, that we have to deal with, you know, it's the safest way to go because you got your own bed, you got your own food, you're on your own schedule, you're your own boss, you're not going through security. Uh, so it, it's uh, uh, the industry right now is is just uh, it's doing exceptionally well. That that's good to hear because. Um... Uh, I think, and, and, you know, certainly with the borders, uh, you know, with everything the way it is right now, people aren't going to be taking those trips out of the country this year. So they have to take that money if they want to go on vacation and figure out where to go. And from what I understand, and you can help me on this, uh, renting RVs, buying RVs um, is really on fire right now. I mean, people are saying, okay, I want to control my environment. I'm going to use an RV for vacation this year. Well, let me give you some numbers, Benny. Uh, the uh, uh, the rental business is up 6.5 times, 650% over last year. I have four RV dealers on my board of directors, one from Wisconsin, one Missouri, one from Colorado, and one from Arizona. All four have been in business for 50 years or more. All four just had the best May in the history of their dealership. It's just gone crazy. Crazy good. Crazy good is good. It's it, it's amazing. Why? I, I mean, I know the coronavirus obviously is part of this, but it seemed to me, and I've done a couple of trips in RVs. I took a fantastic trip with my daughter several years ago uh, where we went across Canada in a, in a Mini Winnie, and um, it just seemed like there was... Um, more time to talk, more time to spend time with each other, more time to uh, to discover 
uh, your family personally and other people on the road too. You know that that is so true. Uh, it's a it's a great family thing uh, to do, and uh, and there's so many places to go and see and travel and and uh, you know it, it it actually keeps the family together. You actually communicate with them, uh, and and uh, I've done that myself for many years. So it's a it's a great thing. Daryl Sierra is with us from the RV and Motorhome Hall of Fame in Elkhart, Indiana. And if you're going that way, if you're going through there, you should stop and check this out. You can actually, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't do this, but you can actually hook up your RV at the um, at the museum, can't you? Well, what we allow overnight parking. Uh, anybody that's up, uh, it's actually what we call dry camping, but it's uh, it's nice and flat and level and. And uh, if you're visiting the museum, let's say you get in there in the evening and we're closed, you can spend the night, go to the museum the next day and spend that night as well. Uh, you know, we don't charge for that, and we, we don't want to uh, compete with the local campgrounds, but we right. do want to accommodate our, our guests and so forth. So, uh, And we have, uh, we have installed two dump stations uh, just this year. So... Uh, and there's also water available there. So we've been improving right along. Uh, how long yeah, ago so was, was it when you were there, Penny? Yeah, so you so you're good down now, Daryl. I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and we were talking. And he said, "Well, yeah, you know, I like the idea of an RV or a or a motorhome or pulling along a, a trailer or something like that." But Man, it's too expensive. I mean, those things cost two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars. And and my point to him was, there's almost one of these types of units or something that you can get into at almost any budget, whether it be new, used, whatever. It's not overly expensive to get into this. Uh, that is true. We have a local dealer that's a major dealer right in Elkhart, and one of the things he says is. You know, folks see these big things going down the road and figure, oh, I could never afford one of those. But he said, we've got units that start about $100 a month. And uh, so, you know, you you can get into a tent camper or, or uh, a truck camper, uh, you know, depending on what fits your, your lifestyle, uh, at a very reasonable price. Well, besides, you know, we were talking before about the attraction of this thing. Besides that, what what else is it that's um that that draws people into this? Because many people I know that have these things. Once they buy them, they they hold on to them for life. You see them at 65, 70, 75 years old, driving down the road in these things, seeing America. What what is what is it about it that that draws people in like that? Well, it's. Uh, uh... You know, it's a definite lifestyle. There's about 12 million uh, RVs in circulation today in households. Out of that 12 million, there's actually a million that it's their home year-round. They call them full-timers. And so, uh, you know, if, if you want to travel and follow the sign, you can do that. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it just, it's just the freedom to go where you want to go, when you want to go, and, and be your own boss and and, uh, you know, you could have a different backyard every night if you wanted to. So it, it, I think it's just the, the, uh, the thrill and excitement and, and the passion for uh, being in control of, you know, your, your own destiny when you're traveling. Yeah, you, you hit on it. You said freedom. And, and I think that's what these, these RVs give you. Um, you know, if you go to a town... Uh, and you stop at the town and you want to stay, you're not jumping into things saying, oh, i got to be at a hotel because i got a reservation and I can't cancel a reservation. You go and you find an RV park. Where, where Worst comes to worst. And I've seen this a lot. You could you could talk to this a little bit. You find a Walmart, you'll probably find 10 RVs in the parking lot at a Walmart. That's true. They have a thing that's called uh, uh, Harvest Hope that you could belong to, and I joined it a couple of years ago uh, at, at the Hall of Fame so that uh, people that are traveling and just want a place to spend the night uh, without hookups, 
and it really uh, most places don't charge for it. I kind of like to have somebody there because you know we're we're kind of out away from the city, and and uh, those people look after your place. So uh, it, it's uh, it, it's just a great industry uh, to be a part of. What um, uh, what Daryl? If I go to the museum, if I go to the Hall of Fame. Um, what am I going to see when I walk in? What's, what is it? Uh, I, I know you have the, the 1912, 1913, but what else do I look at? When it, do I see a bunch of Airstreams, or what do I see? Well, it, it's interesting because when you first walk in, we, we've got a great gift shop now, and, and that's where you register to go through. And then as you start through uh, what's called Founders Hall, you, you start out with this 1913 Model D pulling a 1913 trailer and as you walk through it's not in perfect order from the oldest to the newest uh but you're going to see the first um travel trailer ever built by fleetwood industries uh you're going to see the uh the motor home that uh uh universal studios uh, i'm sorry paramount studios used to lure uh, uh may uh what was her first name? Uh, the the movie actress. Uh, oh, Mae West. Yeah, Mae West. And uh, you'll see that, and then you're 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 going to see the uh, the front runner to the airstream. You'll see airstreams as well, but you'll see the front runner, which was a Bolus. Uh, that's B-O-W-L-U-S. And Holly Bolus was actually the chief engineer that built the Spirit of St. Louis. And wow. right next to that, you're going to see the uh, the gentleman, uh, Charles Lindbergh, personal unit, that flew the Spirit of St. Louis. So there's there's some real gems uh, in our in our collection. And uh, it, when you're in, when you're in the museum itself, it'll take you up to about 1985. Winnebago is is the last one uh, before you come back out. And then there's a a portion of it that's Go RVing. Go RVing has been the uh, marketing firm for the RV industry for uh, the last 23 years. Uh, just you know, to make people aware of the industry itself and all the different types of RVs that are available. Uh, and then uh, we so there's brand new units in there. In fact, there's a brand new Winnebago in there. There's some Jayco's in there. And, uh, and then there's also what's kind of popular now, and you kind of hit on it a while ago, Vinny, is uh, a retro unit. There's actually a, yeah. a Shasta in there that, that is a retro from 1962, but it's brand new. And uh, it, it's got all the modern uh, conveniences inside of it. So it's, uh, and, and then there's also a theater there. Uh, we have about a seven-minute uh uh, video that, that people watch because it's self-guided tour to give them an idea of you know how to go through the museum. We have a, an exhibitor area there for suppliers, uh, booths like the Medic and Bedford and Onan and you know so, some of the real popular uh, uh, suppliers. And, so, uh, so you're going to spend a day in this thing, right? I mean, you're going to you're going to go oh, through gonna, it, and you'll know a lot more about RVs when you leave. Uh, than you did when you walked in. Exactly. And then up, upstairs, Vinny, we have a library with uh, about 25,000 publications in it, and, you know, from the RV industry and the manufactured housing industry. And we keep adding to that as the new publications come out. And then on the wall, we've got over 420 uh, pioneers of the industry and, and leaders of the industry that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, since wow. 1972, so uh, we we induct uh, uh, five a year uh, on the RV side, and another five a year on the uh, the manufactured housing side, and so uh, that's something to see as well. It goes back to mentioned Airstream. Uh, Wally Byam, who was the founder of Airstream, was in the very first class back in 1972. So. Yeah, you'll 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 spend you can spend the whole day there. We have people that'll spend a couple days if they want to go to the library and and you know look up. Maybe they got an older unit and they want to see if they can find anything about it. And so uh, 
it's uh, no, it's, it's a, a great it's, place. It's, it's an amazing it's an amazing place. As I said, I've I've stopped by on various trips back and forth to Chicago. I used to live in Pittsburgh uh, uh, for ten years, and so I, it's right on the route to Chicago, and it was uh, just an incredible incredible place, Daryl. I, I really appreciate. I know this was a short notice thing. Thank you so much uh, for taking some time to uh, to spend with us. I hope that uh, by listening to you, uh, that that maybe there's some people out there that are saying to themselves, you know, maybe I'm going to go down to uh, Polsbo RV or Valley RV or something like that, and, uh, and and check out an RV. And maybe this is the year that we load the family in one and, and head off to the uh, to the Black Hills of South Dakota, something like that. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Uh, you're very welcome, and, and thank you for letting me be a part of the 4th of July out there. Well, listen, you have a very happy and a very safe 4th of July, and God bless you and your family, and thank you for joining us. Okay, you're very welcome. Thanks again. Bye now. All right, Daryl. Take care. That's uh, Daryl is with the. Uh, he is the uh, Daryl Searer is the president of the RV Hall of Fame. And uh, just to give you a little bit of an idea of the history and um, the excitement around uh, the RV and motorhome industry, it's a great way to go. Uh, to uh, as I say now, the other thing is you got to be able to find one because. Uh, all of a sudden, over the last couple of months, when people realized that uh, this coronavirus wasn't a one, two, three thing, that you know that 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 they started renting these things. As you heard him say, one of his dealers, one of the dealers out there, has a six hundred and fifty percent increase in uh, in rental business. So, you know, if you're going to do something like this, you better get on the stick and um, and and start to uh, get your get your act together. Uh, because, uh, you know, for many people, the plans that they made to go to uh, many places didn't happen anymore. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We got our cartoon of the week uh, as we celebrate 4th of July. What could be more American than listening to the Beach Boys when we come back on our cartoon of the week on Drive Time right here on 1150 KKNW. No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Atravesate soltanto al segnale verde, ma en el mezzo de la strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Que tariba de gas no den vences green, niet erge zwischen in mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. All right, back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York, Vinny, hanging out with you on this July 4th. And we thank you very much. And I, and I want to wish my beautiful daughter a happy birthday because it is uh, her birthday today. And we're out on the road together hanging out, as uh, I said. So um, I have a very happy birthday, Aaron. Because this is uh, it's July Fourth. It's a birthday. I should I wanted to name her Liberty Bell, but her mother wouldn't go for it. Anyway, um, the cartoon of the week. Uh, what could be more American than the Beach Boys? What could be more American than uh, these guys out of Hawthorne, California, uh, that have entertained us since 1962? 
with, uh, uh, you know, Surfer Girl and so many. Well, back in the, the heyday of their car writing, uh, when they were writing songs from Brian Wilson and Mike Love and everybody were writing songs about cars, uh, there was this one car that captured the, I don't know, the, the, the whimsy of America by setting a land speed record at the Bonneville Salt Flats. If you've ever had a chance to go to the Bonneville Salt Flats for Speed Week, uh, which I believe is in August, um, it's an incredible, incredible thing. And this one car that used to race there uh, and set this uh, speed record really captured, uh, you know, the, the, just the whole um, love of the American car industry and and people that were so into cars as many Americans were uh, back in the early to mid '60s. It was really uh, when you when you think back about it, and I was you know alive to see it. Uh, it was a passion among uh, among young men. Young women to a certain degree, but at that time it was much, much more young men, although there were some really good uh, women who uh, drove back then. Shirley Muldowney uh, is one that comes to mind. There were other women drag racers uh, and uh, racers that come to mind. But um, a guy named Craig Breedlove drove this rocket-powered uh, you know, they would take a jet engine off of a plane and put it on four wheels and put a little uh, airplane-like body around it, and they would set that thing off in the desert and see how fast it would go. And uh, Brian Wilson was uh, enamored of this, and he decided to write a tribute to that vehicle, which was called the Spirit of America, and that is our cartoon of the week. There you go, the Beach Boys and Spirit of America, a tribute to uh, Craig Breedlove, uh, who was uh, or is an American race car driver and um, the first person in history to reach 500 and 600 miles per hour. Now, they did it in several vehicles, uh, but all of them were named uh, the Spirit of America. They were jet-powered vehicles, and it was um, just just really something, uh, you know, again, I remember on, uh, on what was it, the, uh, the Wild World of Sports, I think it was, that used to be on ABC, you remember that show on Saturdays, they used to show um, that thing, uh, you know, the, the Bonneville uh, uh, Trials Assault Flats in uh, Utah, and Craig Breedlove set the spent land speed record uh, 600.601 miles per hour. And Craig Breedlove, that was done uh, in 1965, November 15th, 1965 at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh, the first one, I think 500, was done in August. And again, just a spectacular um, uh, accomplishment and achievement. You know, as America was pointing its its eyes toward space and toward the moon and toward rockets, and don't forget the rockets were still a relatively new thing back in 1965, uh, especially for Americans. I mean, the Germans had them obviously with Werner von Braun and uh, you know the the V2 rockets uh, that were back in World War II, but we didn't have them really until the, until the fifties, and so you're you know you're talking about a technology that's still relatively new uh, to America, jet engines and rockets and so on and so forth, and all of a sudden here comes Craig Breedlove and this uh, genre of automobile of car uh, that doesn't fly. It looks like it should be able to take off, but no wings, just stabilizers, and boom, you know there you go. And I remember, you know, distinctly um, about this, uh, you know, uh, how excited 
people were for uh, for that, uh, you know, for those land speed records. And, of course, uh, you know, the salt flats in Bonneville, uh, as I say. Now, we I did a story on them a couple of years ago, and I remember that they were starting to disappear, that there wasn't enough salt on the salt flats to keep the surface because part of, you know, what, what the whole thing is is just such a flat, even surface at the uh, the lake bed there. Uh, and I, I remember a couple of years ago, we did a, you know, we did a story on the salt flats and they were, the salt was disappearing. So you, you started to get ruts and things in the salt flats and they were fearing. I think one year they actually had a cancel speed week. Now, I don't know uh, over the last year or two, if as, but I think it was about three years ago, four years ago that they, uh, either canceled it or severely limited what cars uh, could go on there. But I'll, I'll tell you something. If you ever want to go to an event uh, that that draws a lot of really cool people uh, and their machines, uh, so the um, Speed Week at, uh, at Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah is something worth seeing. What there was a movie, um, boy, I'm trying to remember the the guy now, the motorcycle guy, that came from Australia, and went to uh, went to the Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh, um, Anthony Hopkins played him in a movie, and a, a spectacular movie that really spoke to the spirit of what goes on. At, uh, at Bonneville, where this guy showed up with this uh, Indian motorcycle and he wanted to, uh, you know, set a, a speed record with it. And he didn't have, I don't even think he showed up with a helmet, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, a great movie. I'll, I'll try to get the um, get the name of it for you so that if, if you want to... Uh, check it out, you can. But man, it was uh, it was uh, some a uh, world's fastest Indian, two thousand five. That's the name of the movie, the world's fastest Indian, and it was uh, a, a, again a great movie. It wasn't Australian, it was New Zealand, actually, um, and it was uh, Burt Monroe is who he played. And he had this modified 1920 Indian Scout motorcycle. Anthony Hopkins plays him. And it's just a really um, a heartwarming story about his trip to America and how he gets the motorcycle here and how he gets out to, uh, to uh, Salt Lake to, uh, to run his motorcycle. And when he gets there, so many things happen to him that um, uh, that that. He's, it's all falling apart, but the speed community out there, if you will, the, the people, uh, the hot, not hot rodders, but the speed people out there kind of take him under his wing. He's an older guy, and he, you know, and um, it's it's just a really heartwarming movie. It's a, If you ever get a chance to uh, to watch this movie, uh, it's it's a it's a couple of hours well spent. It'll you'll you'll call me or send me an email and thank me that uh, that I turned you on to this movie. I, I I guarantee you, just a great story. Burt Monroe, Anthony Hopkins plays him, and uh, again it goes back to the Bonneville Salt Flats and our uh, cartoon of the week spirit of America by the Beach Boys. All right, quick break here. We come back, we'll uh, give you our um, our road test and also uh, give you an opportunity to win a JBL a wireless uh, Bluetooth uh, speaker that is uh, that gives you fantastic sound anywhere you go. You can just uh, hook it on your belt, if you'd like, and take it with you. All of that coming up right here on Drive Time Radio. Bright new beginning to a beautiful 1968. Chevrolet's Impala Sport Coupe. Dramatically new. Distinctively styled. What strikes you first is the beautiful harmony of line. Every curve, every sweep is clean and compatible. Modern, fresh design. 
and inside, Chevrolet remembers your comfort with new colors, new fabrics, new instrument panel. Security, too, with the proved GM energy-absorbing steering column, new side marker lights. Impala 68, unforgettably beautiful, right back to its new recessed taillights. Impala, America's favorite car, is at your Chevrolet dealers, who reminds you, be smart, be sure, buy Chevrolet. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Yes, we do. We love Hot Rod Lincolns, Hot Rod Chevys, Hot Rod American cars. Uh, yeah, man. I wonder, uh, you know, obviously with the, the way things are right now, uh, the, the social distancing, car shows and things like that, are um, are slower. It's certainly different than what we're used to, uh, but you can still go online and see a lot of different uh, automotive uh, um, websites and things. If you uh, would like to, um, you can go to our Facebook page at um, Drive Time Radio and TV on Facebook, and I've tried to put up some links there. Uh, to different um, automotive websites. I know that the Mercedes-Benz people have um, put a lot of their museum stuff on the um, on their online, on their website, so that you can enjoy some of the stuff, the incredible um, Mercedes-Benz Museum over in, I think it's Stuttgart, uh, Germany. And uh, again, you have uh, just an you know, a wealth of stuff uh, online if you're kind of jonesing for car shows and you're feeling like, well, I don't know if I want to go in a crowd of people right now. That's um, that's an idea for you there. And you go to our Facebook page uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll have some links up for that. Also, you can go to our Facebook page if you'd like and um, like our page And I will go into the people that like the page today and the people that like are uh, my Twitter at N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E. If you follow me on Twitter or like our Facebook page today, I will pick one person at random and uh, you will win the JBL speaker. So either like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or follow me on Instagram, also N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E. Do one of those three, or all of them really if you want, uh, but do one of those three and um, I'll pick somebody out later today. As a matter of fact, I'll have my daughter pick somebody out later today, so... um, we will uh, and, and we will uh, get in contact with you and award you a, uh, the speaker if you are the one we pick uh, one speaker to uh, uh, to give away today and um, uh, we have more giveaways coming up in the weeks to come too so we're going to try to have something uh, for every show to give away uh, this summer until we hit uh, September so. Uh, that is something that we like to do. We like to, you know, give little tchotchkes, put prizes in people's pocket. All right, let's do our drive time road test. The drive time radio road test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, this week it's a gander at the 2020 Chevrolet Traverse um, uh, SUV, three row SUV. Uh, nothing bad about this car. You know, you talk about uh, American ingenuity, American know-how. Boy, does Chevy do this one right. Uh, the Traverse is a, uh, a larger midsize SUV. It, it ranks up there in many people's SUV rankings. Why? Well, it first of all, it has some guts. Uh, the V6 engine um you know, they, they had a four-cylinder engine. They got rid of it. They get the V6. It moves it along nicely. Secondly, the infra, uh, information, the infotainment system. Uh, they came out with a new one, uh, GM did, that replaces the old MyLink system. And it works 
seamlessly, perfectly. Um, it rides really nice. It has almost a, a Cadillac-like ride to it, uh, and it is a sharp-looking vehicle as well. Uh, the three rows, uh, the seats are easy to manipulate back and forth, arrange how you need to arrange them. Uh, the uh, tailgate opens, it's wide with the, uh, you know, the seats down. You have a lot of room for cargo in there. It comes in a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive, or, you know, all-wheel drive. Uh, again, with the, the ride, even if you get into uh, rough roads, potholed roads, things like that, um, it, it, it just uh, it stands out from the pack as a nicely riding, nicely uh, uh, constructed. It feels solid. That's what I liked about the Traverse. It really felt like a, a solid. It, didn't, it never felt like, you know, sometimes you get in a car and it kind of jostles you around. Well, the Chevy engineers, the GM engineers have constructed the suspension in this car uh, so that it doesn't jostle you around. It makes you feel um, like you're solid, like you're in control. Steering wheel has a nice grip to it. And so when you're in this thing, you feel like you get, you, I don't know, my, my dad used to say, you feel like you get your money's worth in this car. Well, that's exactly what the Traverse gives you. It gives you lots of space, lots of features in the car. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it is, uh, it, it's a sense of, you know, it's a, it, it feels sometimes bigger than it is, both inside and outside. The V6 310 horsepower, as I said, uh, gives you a nice acceleration when you're getting on the freeway, a nice ride over rough roads, and you can tow up to 5,000 pounds with it. So that means you can take that uh, travel trailer uh, with you where you want to go. Uh, good tra- uh, crash test results as well from the federal government. And uh, I don't think there was an insurance uh, highway safety um, test on this one as of yet. It has uh, a lot of different uh, safety features right now. Uh, that, uh, you know, all the modern uh, safety packages like the cruise, con- you know, the adoptive cruise control lane change, the front braking, the rear braking, and it uh, is built in Michigan. So you can uh, feel good. Several models of this thing to get you from about $30,000 all the way up to uh, $50,000. Uh, I drove the Traverse Premier which was um, a little north uh, of $49,000 with all-wheel drive. It had a lot of uh, you know, great stuff like leather upholstery, wireless charging, ventilated front seats, uh, heated second-row seats, heated steering wheel, a hands-free lift gate in the back. So there was a lot of great stuff on this car. There's also a high-country version of this, too, that really decks it out. Uh, now you're talking... for the uh, Traverse SUV. But again, uh, a very, very good deal. And uh, I highly recommend it if you're shopping for a midsize SUV, you shop the Chevrolet Traverse. That will put another edition of Drive Time Radio in the books. Thank you so much for listening to our show. uh, And we appreciate you appreciate the fact that you listen to the show and hope that you have a very happy and safe 4th of July. We will catch up with you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW.